Welcome to Balancing More Than Just Weights. I'm your host, Sarah Louise Rector. I'm a fitness expert living in sunny California, and I hope this podcast gives you some fitness motivation. I'll be taking you through what goes on in my life to build a brand, how I stay active, how I really live the best balanced life, as well as introducing you to some amazing guests who also have some great careers going on, how they fit fitness into their lives, and just lots of general chit chat. So get yourself ready because here's today's episode. One. Hello, listeners. Thank you for tuning in to this absolute wonderful wellness episode today. I'm very excited to talk about this topic because I actually don't feel like it's educated enough. So when you think of wellness, I know I think of fitness, nutrition, maybe mental health, but do we ever think of the other side of wellness, like hormones and side effects from taking, you know, birth control? I'm sure we don't really think of those things when it comes to wellness, but you know what? It couldn't be more part of the wellness factor. So I'm so excited and I've not seen her for so many years. And I, she used to join me in my model fit classes back in the day. And she's joining me today all the way from Seattle. I'd love to welcome Elizabeth Rousseau, PhD in human genetics, and she is the founder CEO of Aden. Elizabeth, thank you for joining me. What a topic. What a topic we have got today. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm very excited about this because, as mentioned, I don't feel like this is a topic or a, a situation that we're educated on enough. And I know you're going to go full in with all about Aden, your company, yeah. and all about how it came about. Can you share with us all of your all of your education? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So at Aden, we have created the first test designed to prevent birth control side effects. I mean, and- wow. I'm already like sat here in <laughs> awe of you. <laughs> um, we, I mean, I started it, I think like many people who go on into entrepreneurship because it was a problem that I myself experienced. So when I was put on the pill at a very early age, like many people, um, there was no real explanation for why that specific pill was chosen for me. Um, and Sarah, do you want to guess how many um, contraceptive options are available in the U.S.? I, do you know what? I feel like I went through most of them when I first moved here because <laughs> my journey on the uh, birth control was nuts. But I wouldn't even like to have a guess. I bet it's hundreds, right? Yeah, it's 200. Jeez. Isn't that crazy? That's a lot. It's, it's a lot. It's, it's a, a lot. lot. Like, and, why? Well, I mean, I can tell you the real reason. I think it's a lot of um, pharmaceutical companies taking things that were branded once they come out of that patent, they could be made into generics. Um, And then when they want to get something newly patented, they just change it a little bit. It's not always that they are actually improving it. So for example, there are four different generations of what are called progestins, which is a synthetic form of progestin. or progesterone that is put in these birth control pills. And for example, there are many properties of say the fourth generation that are worse than the third. So it's this, it's like this, you know, ruse of innovation. That's really more about the bottom line. Um, Oh my, it's it's (laughs) nuts. I know we did have a little mini catch up, didn't we, before we came on, but yeah, I was just saying to you how I was put on birth control when I lived in the UK, when I was 17, you know what? I already 
don't really fully remember back in that era, but I already know I wouldn't have been educated on, you know, on what I was taking. It was just one of those, here's the birth control. You won't get pregnant. Take this. So I was on it for many years, but then fast forward to when I moved to America, obviously I wanted to, I would say I was in pretty good steady form on what I was on. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. say there was anything too obvious with any side effects, anything I was worried about. So obviously I'm presuming not, but anything that I know of anyway. And um, when I moved to America, I kid you not, every time I went to the pharmacy to get my birth control, I was always given a new brand, a different brand. And I've always been someone that likes consistency. I like the same thing. It works. But I was always fed, oh, it's the same ingredients, but it's just a different name or, oh, it's a new one. And I will be honest, I I took it. Yeah. But when I came off birth control, which was a few years ago now, I literally felt this kind of like, new body in me kind of like just ooze raise like I rose up from the ground and I literally felt like a new woman I felt like I was a woman I felt yep. womanly that's the only yep. way I can say it I felt womanly yeah so why, why is that that's a good way to feel <laughs> yeah I mean, I felt I think, a woman <laughs> yeah I think to your point about the the switching for something that's quote-unquote the same um they only have to be chemically the same within a pretty large range. Um, and so they can be quite different. And even the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology has come out and said that there is reason for a doctor to prescribe a specific brand or a specific generic when it makes sense for an individual patient. But a lot of times people experience exactly what you described, which is that that decision is being made basically by your insurance company, not by your doctor. Um, that's scary. And that's really, really not a good way to feel like your healthcare is being delivered. Yeah. Because you'll question like, I don't know, going to a restaurant and you'll be like, oh, I'm not going to eat that because it's got too much of that in it. But but then you're happy to just throw back a birth control pill yep, and just exactly. wish, hope for the best and just know, oh, supposedly you're not going to get pregnant. Yep. But you don't know, you don't really think, oh, am I going to get these side effects or any what what's going to happen to me you just don't think really I know I for well didn't and that's me just being true transparent there yeah and I think it's different for different people so part of my experience was when I when I was on the wrong one I was severely depressed to the point of considering suicide which was horrible and then I went to my doctor and they told me that my birth control couldn't possibly be responsible So I stayed on it for three more months. And at the time I was in a PhD program, you know, I was in this group of like highly educated, able to advocate for myself, privileged in many ways, and still was gaslit and told to go, you know, stick with it. Um, So when I finally went off of it, I just lifted out of this severe suicidal depression. And, you know, it made me wonder like, well, what do other, what is other people's experience on birth control, Right. And so in talking to just girlfriends, it was some people had side effects. Maybe they weren't depression. Maybe they were, I had two friends who had severe blood clots, a friend who had her gallbladder removed, just a very long list. And then I had friends who said, oh, no, I love my birth control. My mood is better. My skin is better. It helps manage my fibroids, you know, whatever it is. And so it's really just this thing that has become, I think, so scary and so kind of stigmatized in our culture to put, you know, hormones in your body. Um, 
And it is absolutely something that should be not taken lightly. I think any medicine should be taken seriously and people should be really educated about it. But what I think is hard about birth control is it's also the main medication used to treat so many reproductive disorders that affect people assigned female at birth. Um, So 70% of pill users um, use it for a reason other than managing unwanted pregnancy. Wow. Oh my gosh. I'm gosh, I'm learning so much here. Obviously, I do want to go a little bit back there and, you know, knowing that you were going through the suicidal time, like, first of all, you would never, you would never think it. You would never, you know, from me knowing you and everything. So it's so, I'm so sorry to hear that. But I hope that this can be a message to anyone that is on birth control. Like, stand your ground. Like, if, if you're going through something and, a, you know, you think it possibly could be like the birth control that you're on, like stand your ground, like you are your own person, you're your body, you sh- you know best, you know your body. Obviously, don't take advice from me from my back in the day because I was taking the birth control, birth control just just without any education. But yeah. knowing what you went through and mm-hmm. standing your ground and being like, yeah, I'm going to. I'll stay on it, but then I'm coming off it. It's a huge factor that you came off it and just was like, okay, you got out of your dark time. It's nuts. It's why is this not talked about more? You know, I have many theories about why. Give them to me. Give Uh, them to me. One of them is just (laughs) the reality that, you know, birth control is freedom in so many ways. So it came on the market in the US in the 1960s. Um, And there was a huge shift in women being able to pursue advanced degrees. So you see the numbers in um, like getting legal degrees and medical degrees went through the roof. Um, And it just was truly this tool of freedom. You no longer had to be at home with multiple babies. And so it was almost like anti-feminist to talk about about the pill for so long. And we just didn't, we didn't know better. Like there's this level of kind of, I think almost like pain and tolerability that women have, like just a higher threshold. Like think about menstrual cramps every month, right? Like we're just kind of baseline ready to deal, you know? (laughs) I I actually though, I did never really get bad menstrual cramps. I will be honest. I have girlfriends that do. And like some days they'll be like, obviously we live by the beach and they're like, oh, I can't go to the beach because I've got really bad cramps. And that was kind of something I never really understood. So I was like, you're fine. I'm sure you're fine. (laughs) But actually I've had the menstrual cramps more since I've not been on birth control. So because my body is running its natural cause and all of that, is that right? That's why. Yeah. I mean, I mean, so, so one of the main uses of birth control is that it helps manage symptoms of PMS, including cramps, um, and also including a really severe and debilitating form of PMS called PMDD, um, which can have like severe depression and basically like the extremes of anything you might experience in um, PMS. So that's another one where those people really need birth control to have just a good standard of life. Yeah. Um, so let's talk then about Aiden. How how are you feeling about this absolute amazing accomplishment? Like it's like, first of all, obviously we need to explain to the listeners what they would get with Aiden and at home testing. Um, 
so yeah, like go into it, how you, how you started it. It's your baby. It's your passion. It's everything you're knowledgeable about. So yeah, let's, let's go in. Yeah. So I, um, was, as you mentioned, I have a PhD in human genetics. So I spent probably 10 years of my career looking for genetic variants that were associated with increased risk for autism and epilepsy. Um, so throughout that career, I think I found over 40 regions of the genome that could cause these diseases. Um, and that was my passion. Um, and I had sort of encountered these two health inequities that I really, really wanted to fix and change and see changed in the world. Um, so one was that in um, human genetics in particular, there's a huge bias towards sequencing individuals of European descent, which meant anytime I went to do a study in a non-European population, I didn't have the same statistical power to even potentially make a discovery. So that was one thing. Um, wow, I'm sat here with my mouth open. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and the second was, um, I don't know if you know this, but in autism, there's four times as many males as females who are diagnosed. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. And so there's actually a biological basis for this. And we see it in other diseases, like autoimmune diseases in general are more prevalent in women actually than men. So in going to try to understand kind of those differences, it was impossible to ignore this large um, medical research gender gap that exists because women weren't required to be included in clinical trials in the U.S. until 1993. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Keep talking. (laughs) Yeah. So I just sort of realized that there was this huge um, void and almost low-hanging fruit in terms of making a really outsized impact by simply focusing in areas that other people hadn't focused on. Um, And so because of my own experience with birth control, um, it was really an interesting starting point to think about leveraging these large-scale population genomics data sets that I've been working with, um, but applying it to helping people find the right birth control and layering onto that the ability to look at your individual hormones because it just makes so much sense when you're looking at a hormone medication, but it also makes sense when you're thinking about going into menopause, et cetera. So just thinking about partnering with women from potentially their earliest entry um, into thinking about their reproductive health with birth control, since seven in 10 teens take birth control to manage symptoms of PMS, um, all the way through a woman transitioning into menopause. Wow. My gosh, I'm I'm really learning a lot here. And I feel almost a little sad that I've never had this kind of information fed to me in my earlier years, you know, obviously I'm nearly 40 this year. So um, birth control actually isn't a thing for me now because yeah. of my situation. But yeah. um, but yeah, like anyone listening who is on birth control, this is like a real eye opener, I'm sure. Like if I was sat here now uh, listening and I was taking a contraceptive pill, as we call it in the UK, I'd be really questioning, like I'd be looking at that little pill each morning. I remember it used to be in my makeup bag, my pill yep. in my makeup bag. First thing I used to do every day, you know, take my little pill. I was very religious with it. But mm-hmm. now I feel like you should really look at it and really think, okay, what am I putting into my body here? Yeah. So that's where. Aiden steps in. Exactly. But, so as somebody, so so for example, if I was to, you know, use Aiden, what would what would I be doing? I'd be receiving an at-home test. Yes. You'd get a box in the mail that has a 
tube for collecting saliva. So if anyone listening has done, or you have done Ancestry or 23andMe, it's a tube like that that we use to analyze the DNA. And then you also do a dried uh, spot of blood on an absorbent card using a finger lancet. Um, it's not as scary as it sounds. When I did it the first time, I was terrified. It's really not bad. <laughs> uh, my my mom's actually a diabetic. So over the years, I've oh. seen her do the little finger uh, yep. testing. So yep. yeah, exactly so I'm, I'm not afraid of those things anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And we use that dried blood spot to measure hormones. And then we have you fill out some um, medical information. We call it your medical biography. So information about any past birth control you've been on, any current birth control, um, key medical history points. And then also we get into your goals. Like, what are you hoping to accomplish? Is it that you are suffering from really bad cramps or are you planning to conceive in a few years, but not yet? Or are you recently postpartum? All of these things, um, come into play in helping make a really good decision. So then we use that to generate your report. Um, and that report is based on, um, 50 peer reviewed scientific publications and so what we can do is report on things like genetic risk for experiencing a blood clot, um, which can be fatal, genetic risk for experiencing depression. Um, and we couple that with all kinds of other information that you've given us about your goals and about what we know about the different formulations of birth control. Wow, that's so thorough. Like it's so deep. So like you are taking in so much information where that's never been done before. It's just being yeah. a simple, you need birth control. There you go. Off you go. Yep. Go to the pharmacy. Trial and error. <laughs> yeah, literally. So then you mentioned like what your kind of goals are, you know, whether it's, you know, you want to reduce the menstrual cramps or put your postpartum. So all yeah. those come into play. They are, you know, they are effective. Different types of birth controls will be prescribed for different certain parts. Is that right? Yep, exactly. And then we... Also, because I didn't want anyone sitting there looking at, as you said, a very thorough set of results and <laughs> um, suggestions, we also have built in virtual care. So you can then book a visit with a licensed medical provider in your state. Um, and we have a 25-minute synchronous visit. And that's incredible because the average contraceptive counseling uh, visit in the U.S. is 13 minutes. So in 13 minutes, they're supposed to digest everything we took in in that medical intake form, figure out where you want to go in life and pick one of 200. Yeah, um, like <laughs> I'd be dancing around the 200 for like an hour. So how do they how do they do it in the 13 minutes? So obviously with your um, yeah. situation, your setup, you get a much longer visit with a yeah. specialist. So you're already getting that extra comfort anyway. Mm -hmm. wow. Yeah, so, so 95% of people at the end of this process say they felt confident in their decision, which I think is very nice to hear because that's what we want. Like some of it, so much of what we're doing is about um, education and awareness, right? Letting people know, like you said, stand up for yourself. Yeah, stand up for yourself. Don't go to the doctor and be gaslit into thinking that you're not having side effects when you are. Yeah. Um, and I think that that Aiden can help you do that. You can say like, wow, I am not crazy. I literally have a genetic risk for this or this birth control has been shown to cause weight gain. That's, you know, that's the one I should be avoiding. Um, yeah, I've heard that. A, I've heard that a lot, actually. Um, weight gain is a, a huge factor when it comes to birth control and skin and yep. like bad skin. Yep. So we yeah. have recommendations for... Um, which one we can tell you which ones will help you with your acne. Um, and there are two methods right now that are known to cause weight gain. 
Um, but the other side of what we are like that have been proven, yeah. um, but the other side of what we're trying to do with Aiden is realize that like, because women weren't included in clinical trials until 1993, like we do not have all the answers yet. Right. And so a big part of what we are trying to do is understand, well, okay, currently we think there's two. Well, we already have some evidence that there might be a third that's even more severe than that. But we need to, you know, get enough data to really go and and prove it statistically that yes, this one has been associated with weight gain, and then we can make even more accurate recommendations for everyone. Wow. Um. So, how long has ADEM been going for? When did it? We launch? started it basically right with COVID. So early oh. twenty. Oh, great yeah. timing. That's a really rough marker. <laughs> I'm like, okay, now I'm alone in my house, working really hard on starting a business. I guess it's good I have no distractions. Yeah, exactly. Positive thinking there. Um, I saw um that there was a lot of amazing reviews as well. So it's really getting out there, isn't it? Yes, it really is. We were heads down just building for so long. And now it's nice to like have it out in the open for people to buy. Yeah, which is that probably the point when you obviously developed everything and got it all going. And then it was probably like, oh, now we actually have to do the outreach, which sometimes can be the hardest part. I, you know, trying to explain to people because I feel a lot of people are very stuck in their ways. And, you know, if someone's on birth control, they might not see any side effects or whatever. But without knowing it and they might just be like yeah I'm good I'm good so it's almost like you gotta knock on those doors and be like okay you're a woman you're a female you need to listen to this and which I I totally I think is definitely needed and I hope this you know chat today really gets listeners thinking right I'm on birth control I need to like dig a little deeper here I need to take the test the ADEN test yeah and honestly it sounds I kind of wish I was on birth control again (laughs) (laughs) I mean the other thing is you can take the test and just learn about your body and your hormones too because that's actually really good with fitness as well because working out depending on your cycle is such a thing like certain types and styles of working out when you know it's that time of the month or you're in that second week or whatever like it's it really is effective when it comes to your fitness as well like I see it with my clients I see it with myself I know when I need something a little bit more low impact I know I'm like okay I'm in that phase at the moment so it's really important that you do know where your hormones are at. So I could take the test then. You could take the test. I definitely need to be taking one of these tests because it really is like, I see it with some of my clients and I always hear the, sorry, I can't train with you next week because I'll be on my period. Whereas I'm like, okay, I get it. Totally get it. But there's ways of working out during that cycle. So we got it. We got to learn more about the hormones. Um, So, so obviously we're still, I would say still early days then, would you say of Aiden? Yeah. I mean, we're really just um, in market. So it's, we've helped, you know, hundreds and hundreds of women already and are really thrilled to hear feedback. We already saved seven and a half percent of our initial population from experiencing a blood clot half of whom were actively on the wrong birth control. Um, so I mean, if that's not pretty... an advert for it, I don't know what is, yeah. you know? Yeah. Oh my. Um, wh- where do you see it? you going with it? Is it just like further outreach? What is like the real big picture? I'm sure this is a big picture that you've already got to, but what is like a really big picture? Yeah. I mean, my vision for Aiden is that it's really where science meets healthcare and we continue to empower people with the information that they need to make 
medical decisions and to understand their body. Um, so for where Aiden is starting, it's really um, so many disorders that impact people assigned female at birth. Um, there are 97 conditions that solely or disproportionately impact people assigned female at birth that have been massively, massively understudied. We're talking like 3% of all the R&D budget in the country. Um that I think there are really clear opportunities for Aiden to help do earlier diagnostics, earlier interventions, um, and potentially identify, you know, treatment targets and and the biomarkers that could help us get there. Wow. What's what's been the most hardest part for you so far, would you say? Oh God, I can see the hardest the list. part is <laughs> probably um, I don't know, just staying focused on one thing and seeing it all the way through because there are so many easy, like shiny, shiny pennies, you know, you're yeah. like, Oh, but we could do this. Or like, Oh, we could go try to like get a celebrity. And it's like, no heads down, build the product, make yeah. sure people are happy, make sure the doctors agree. It's helpful. Like do the hard work and then you can chase a few shiny pennies. Absolutely. Yeah, I know when it comes to like a business and a brand, it is that kind of like, well, let's just get a celebrity involved and then they'll talk about it and then everyone will follow suit. But you kind of want the education for people before that because, you know, we all get a little blindsided, don't we, about, oh, that celebrity is talking about that product today. Let's jump on without even knowing what it is. Whereas your this baby of yours here really is about educating somebody on their how to look after their body. Like I love to educate people on how to move their body, yep. but you're like, you're digging deeper. You're going to the base of, you know, womanhood here and what we should technically have been taught about at school a little more, let's be honest. Um, but yeah, it's, you want to educate people, not just like you said, have those shiny pennies distract. We, we get distracted very easily these days, don't we? Yep. <laughs> But um, so yeah, no, what, so you've got, you've got the, the shiny pennies are in the pipeline, I'm sure. But yeah, yeah, really what, what kind of venture have we got going forward for? What's, what's kind of like your vision without the shiny pennies? Like what's the next, the next thing after this? Basically, yeah. I know it's just about getting it out there. The next thing is, um, two parts. One is just, um, offering the hormone test again as often as people would want to take it with some recommendations around when it would be um, medically helpful for them to remeasure their hormones. Um, And the second piece is around um, accessibility. So figuring out um, how do we get insurance to cover the test or, and ideally also the visit um, and things like that, which I think will just open up the doors to everyone. So there's no barrier about, you know, who has enough money to pay for the test. How much is the test without the test obviously is three three sixty nine? Okay, um, so it's basically the cost we think it's worth is fifteen hundred dollars when you look at DNA testing, hormone testing, a virtual care visit, and how much money yeah. people often spend on kind of the annoyance and cycle of being on the wrong one. Um, and I'm happy to give, I should have done this ahead of time, but I'm happy to give you a promo code for your listeners too. Oh, let's do that. Yeah, I yeah. can put put it in the description of the podcast. Okay. Yeah, of today's episode. Yeah, I'd love that. Because I think, like like I said at the intro today, like wellness, when you think of it, is fitness and nutrition. But let's be honest, this is what wellness is. Like 
if your hormones and if you're, you know, putting something into your body that's not suiting you, like it's mm-hmm. not being, you know, looked at enough of what you should be having correctly, your fitness and your nutrition and all of that might as well just go out of the window. You're not, you're not benefiting from any of that. So like, I feel now I'm hormone wise, very leveled, very good, very, I'm not taking any birth control because it's not for me right now. Um, But I know for a fact, this would be the absolute number one wellness thing that I would go for. And that's Aiden for sure. Like it's, I'm so, so proud to like, obviously have you in my classes back in the day and who would have thought here we are now. And I know like, it's so I miss lovely. those classes, by the way, very much. I know what day, was it a Tuesday or a Thursday you used to come? It was like Thursday. Yeah. It was like, a I was late, like, I can go to lab a little bit late. Yeah. Little late. Class. Yeah. It was a late morning. I remember, I think it was, oh, it was a Thursday because I yeah. used to do the 6am uh-huh. And then a 7.30, I think you used to come to like a nine-ish or something. What? Was I it? bet it wasn't quite that late. I bet it was an eight. Six, seven. Oh, maybe it was. Did I do 6 a.m., 7 a.m. and then eight? Yeah. yeah. Yes, I guys, so. I used to do three back-to-back classes. How I used to do that, I will never know. But it's because people like you would come to my third one and yeah. it'd be like, it'd be really fun. It'd be like a little catch-up. We'd have a nice yeah. little time. We'd have some music on. We'd work out. The sun would be coming into the studio. It was lovely, but... God, isn't it crazy? But my gosh, so in that time frame, you've created this absolute amazing product. And now it's just all about getting people educated, which I hope, I hope to God happens and getting like insurance to cover it because then yes, the outreach therefore will be a bit more easier because there'll be not as many restrictions for people. Exactly. How do you find time for yourself right now? (laughs) That is my biggest question. It's a it's a real struggle. When you ask what's the hardest part, that should have actually probably been my answer. Yeah. Oh, I even did ask. I, do you know what I did? I went off on a tangent, didn't I? I did ask you what the hardest part is. We got lost on the shiny pennies. But yeah, how, how do you find time for yourself? Yeah. I mean, I think it's been um, just kind of not fighting with my body in terms of what I can do. So like, I generally prefer to work out like either later in the morning, like we used to do, or at the end of the day as like a big stress relief, but I work with a distributed team. And so a bunch of the team is on the East coast, which means if I don't get online till eight or nine, I'm already like so behind, you know? Yeah. It's that like lunchtime, that midday. So they're already like, they've done their stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. So I have been um, forcing myself to do like an early morning workout, which has been good. And if I don't get to it one day, then I'll do like a long walk at night. But I think kind of like you were saying with like, don't fight your hormones during your cycle. Like I just don't fight my energy and just like fit it in where I can. Oh yeah. So you are really, I'd love to think so, really uh, alive and kicking with your hormones and where you're at in the, in the yep. cycle as so to know what you can and can't do. Because some, yes. some people honestly don't. They, they don't think about hormone balancing when it comes to working out. They just think either push, 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 or, oh, I'm just going to miss or skip or whatever. Like there are ways of doing like the lowest like kind of impact stuff and then during a certain part of your cycle it's great to do something a bit more energetic yeah get your blood pumping get your body going 
But um, yeah, I'd like to think you do. You do know how your hormones are, are at. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I'm just trying to be. I'm just trying to be compassionate because everything is hard, right? Everything like, is hard. Coming through COVID and everything, it's just like just everyone be nice to yourself. Like it's hard enough out there. Don't be. Don't put extra pressure on yourself to be absolutely. perfect. <laughs> oh my gosh, absolutely. Um, is there anything in the pipeline with Aiden? Um, we are going to be announcing, um, a partnership actually in LA. So maybe oh, I can, um, I'll tell you when that's happening. Oh basically. my gosh. I'm right. I'm making a note guys. Let me okay. just get my pen. <laughs> going to be a partnership in LA. Yep. Anything LA. I always need to know. Um, mm-hmm. well, that's exciting. And obviously, mm-hmm. clearly, you can't tell me anymore because otherwise, you'd have delved deep. Yeah, just then. Okay, okay, zip. My my mouth is closed. Um, <laughs> oh my god, I've I've learned so much today, and which is something I absolutely love about doing these podcast episodes because I love having people on like yourself who share their passions, their success, which clearly this is a huge success. And again, I've learned so much today, literally, and I hope my listeners have as well. Um, But yeah, thank you so much, Elizabeth, for joining me. I really appreciate it. And I'm definitely taking you up on the promo code for the listeners. So any listeners out there, check after you've listened to this today, check the description and there'll be a little promo link in there for you, a little promo code, should I say, for you to try an at-home testing kit with Aiden, which I highly recommend. From everything you've taught me today, I am definitely shouting out for you because that is amazing. And we must, I'm going to get you on Instagram. I'll make sure that's um, in the link as well. And any other kind of information you want me to add so people can, you know, ask questions maybe if there's like a customer service in case anyone. Oh, perfect. Yeah, we have have the best customer service. So I can imagine you do. Our way. Um, Even just DM us on Instagram, we'll get back to you. Perfect. So we've got customer service and we've got DMs on Instagram that can all be possible. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. I, I honestly, it's been great seeing you and catching up. Completely so great different environment, been, isn't it? It's been so, too long. <laughs> different and, environment. And now I feel like I compare any kind of workout that's even close to what you used to do at Model Fit. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's so funny. Oh, I mean, we had good times, didn't we? We definitely had good times. Well, hey, you're moving, you're grooving, and you're pumping out an amazing product. So well done. Congrats. So thank you guys for listening to Balancing More Than Just Weights today. And oh, wow, we will catch up very soon. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you got a lot of advice there, maybe some tips and motivation and uh, anything else that you took away from it. But make sure you tune in again because there's lots more where it came from. And remember, it's all about balancing more than just weights. Chat soon. Bye.